the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not sure what you hear when you hear today's gospel about the kingdom of heaven being compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants, and he began the reckoning, and one was owing him 10,000 talents. And I did the math on this. It's 60 million denarii. The other guy who winds up owing that, that guy owed him 100 denarii. So there's 60 million that he owed to the king, and then some guy owed him 100. So the guy with the 60 million is brought before the king, and he's ordered to pay, and he can't pay. So the king says, well, I'm going to sell you and your whole family off, and then and that, that'll have to do. Like, that'll just have to be good enough. And the guy, it says, Lord implores the king, have patience with me, and I'll pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that servant released him and forgave the debt. I don't know how you feel about your standing before the Lord. You know, if you could stand before the Lord and say, hey, our accounts are good. We're, we're even, Stephen. You know, I don't really owe you anything. I've not violated any commandments or trespassed any of your laws of love and forgiveness. Like, I'm good. We're good. You know, or if you have in mind that you stand before the Lord and this is how it really is. In need, like in need of the Lord's mercy, in need of the Lord's forgiveness, in need of his pity and love. Like that's how we stand before the Lord. We know it. We know it deep down. I think what we don't know is how the Lord responds to us. Like I think deep down we know like, yeah, I've sinned and if I'm honest, the Lord, there's a lot to forgive. And, and maybe you do need to take the time to reflect on this. You know, to stand there at the door of your heart, <clears throat> looking out over the plains of your soul, you know, the mountains and the valleys of your soul, and looking out over that, that vast landscape that is the soul, which is more spacious than the heavens, looking out over the soul, standing there at our heart, if we're honest, we're the man standing before the king who needs that forgiveness. I want you to do that. But then I want you to get it straight in your head who the king is. There's a, a priest in Greece. Somehow they got this on film. I can't find it anymore, but I did transcribe it a long time ago and found it today for today's sermon. This is a priest, Father Eusebius. He said this. He's speaking in the voice of the Lord. Kind of charismatic. Come back to me even in your wretchedness and your guilt. I accept you as you are, as you are. And I'm telling you, I have forgiven you. Let me tell you, my child, that no man has greater love for you than I have. Raise your eyes to me and see who's begging you. It's me, Jesus, your Savior. Who is coming to you today, speaking through the mouth even of the least important among you. God makes no discriminations. I come to you barefoot like a beggar to ask you to return of your love. I'm asking for your heart. Please don't deny me. Day and night I reach out my hand for you. When will you come to me? When will, you, when will I hear your response? Will I find an answer in this wilderness, my child? 
For you, the creation, I am the Holy One, but in your time, I get crucified again. I am he who loves you a lot. Nevertheless, I am he who gets ruthlessly whipped by the indifference of these days. I am the light of the world, which comes in the dark period to give you the light of life. May peace be upon you, my children. I'm offering you my peace. I'm offering you the present of my love. Come to me as you are. Don't expect to become saints and then come to me. Come to me as you are and don't be afraid. I am your affectionate father. How can some of you doubt, doubt about my love? Come close, all you wanderers in the wilderness. Come to me pure and clean. Let me feel joy inside you. When I read the gospel today to prepare for this sermon, I have to admit, I'm like, oh. I don't know if you caught that. But some are just more fun to preach about, you know, like Jesus in a boat and there's a storm and like, ooh, I love this, you know, you know, or there's a healing of, you know, the woman at the well talking with her or a healing of a leper or the guy coming down through the ceiling. You know, the friends have faith and they let the paralyzed guy down and I forgive your sins and people get upset. Easy. They're just fun. When I read about the king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. And there was a reckoning, and the guy is forgiven the 60 million dinars, and then he finds the guy who owes him 100, puts that guy in jail, and then he goes back to the father, and the father's not happy about it. I'm like, hmm. But then I thought of what it is to stand before God, to really stand before God and know you need to repent, and you are repenting. You're sorry for what you've said, thought, done, the burdens you've carried. You stand there before God. What is God like? What is the good king like? You know, he's everything this priest from Greece said and more. Like, just all love and forgiveness and joy. Wanting that back from us. Respond with your heart. Respond with love, joy, and forgiveness. Respond the way I'm responding to you. That is what this parable really is. To hear back Hear from God that we're beloved of him, that he actually loves us as we are. Come back as you are. Don't wait until you're a saint. Come now. I'll take care of it. Just come. And then when we hear that we're beloved of God, that he loves us like outrageously and forgives us, that we're to pass that on. This is this is the parable today. We stumble in many things. What's owed to us from others do not amount at all to what we owe to the Father. What's owed to us is there's some accusations sometimes. Sometimes there's some slights. We get, maybe there's misunderstandings. Maybe there's actual problems. Maybe there's an inheritance that hasn't been split evenly. Or you don't think it has. You know, you're complaining about the parent who ripped you off. Maybe it's siblings, maybe it's spouses, maybe it's neighbors, like the neighbor who threatened to sue me because of my tree. I don't know why, but anyway, she's moved on. Anyway, <laughs> Lord have mercy on her. <clears throat> but like, you know, it was a little upsetting in the moment. And that's like a hundred denarii. That's just like, it's just like bumping into people. It's just like driving. It's just like life. It's like, yeah, 
You thought everyone was going to be nice to you all the time? And if they don't, they're going to pay. Like, this is our attitude. We're just no different than the world. That's the world. You know, actually, the world might be even better than that. The world has, like, justice if it works. You know? You did this. You owe that. You'll pay it. It's kind of like just. But when you get into the kingdom of God, justice is you owe 60 million of these things, and you want forgiveness. Okay. You have it. Like, that's how justice works in the kingdom. It's still very costly. It costs the cross. It costs, you know, Christ going to the cross, giving his life, very costly, but it's free and it's available and it's the Lord, just because we're beloved of God, made in his image and likeness. This is like, this is it. This is our life. We need to learn to forgive the few injustices and grievances that people have committed against us. And if we don't forgive them, that is a weight that is unbearable to us and will take us, will go with us after our death. There's an incredible story about a priest named Sapricius. Sapricius was living during the Roman persecution of Christians. He was a priest. He was arrested for being a Christian. He was being uh, carried away to martyrdom. There was a fellow Christian that saw this and, and they had a disagreement. A man named Nicophorus. Nicophorus, not the leper. St. Nicophorus the leper, another saint. Nicophorus yells out to the priest, forgive me. Humbly begging for his forgiveness. Sapricius, the priest, did not want to listen to a word from him. He didn't want to forgive the guy. He's like begging the priest, forgive me. As the priest is being led to a way to be killed, this other Christian, Nicophorus, is like, forgive me. I've wronged you. Forgive me. Sapricius didn't forgive him. He just wouldn't hear of it. It's like, no. We're not friends. You know, I don't owe you anything. You were mean. Or you, whatever, slandered me. Whatever it might have been. You stole our Lord took grace away from the priest who eventually denies Christ. That day, Nicephorus was also killed that day. And we remember St. Nicephorus on February 9th in the Synaxarian. We do not remember this priest. Do you see like how that burden can take away the grace of God from us? I mean, this is an actual account, you know. We have to be willing to repent, to stand before God and ask his forgiveness. And the punchline to this from Jesus, if you forgive others the way the Father has forgiven you, that's, that's what we're after. The line goes, it's very strong. I forgave you all that debt because you besought me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servants as I had mercy on you? My heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you don't forgive your brother from your heart. This punchline of like, forgive our debts as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. We say it to our Father every, every time. They ask Jesus, teach us to pray. He taught them to pray, and in there is forgive as the Father is forgiving you, you'll forgive others. That's, 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 like, that's how central this is. We're to pray to our Father seven times a day. There's seven little services a day. That's how important it is. 
We, there's never a service that we have where we don't say the Our Father, and never a morning prayer that you do where the Our Father's not part of it. And like in there is that punchline. Give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The, the gospel reading today is really a call to repent and stand before God. When you stand before God, I don't know if you hear repent and just hear like a religious word or something. You have to imagine standing before the good king, knowing he can jail you or kill you, and stand before him and say, please forgive me. And to hear back, like, if we've surrendered to God, to hear back, you're beloved. I forgive you. You're off the hook. Debt's paid. Paid full, you know, it's done. I know of a man who had a dream and shared this dream with a friend of mine who shared it with me. I believe I've shared this here before, many years ago. I don't know, maybe I haven't, but. So I know of a man who had a dream, who shared it with a friend of mine who lives in Colorado, who shared it with me, and I'm sharing it with you. And this is the end of the sermon too. I had a dream a while back, and in the dream I was pulled down a white water rapid that was thrashing in a torrential river, and I was thinking, I'm gonna die. I was aware of being full of fear, and in my thrashing about trying to stay afloat, my wrist hit something. I assumed it was a branch in the water. I grabbed it. It turned out to be a pool ladder. Remember, it's a dream. Sticking way out in the river from the bank, and I pulled myself in exhausted. I looked at the river thinking, that was lucky, for I surely would have died. And then I woke up. My adrenaline was going so much, my heart was pounding, literally. I got up at 3.30 in the morning and I came into the church to keep the Lord company, he said, which I love. And while I was thinking about this dream, I heard as if by faith, what do you think of the dream? And I thought, it's fortunate that ladder handle was out in the river or I might not have been able to get out and save my life. And the Lord said, by faith, what if I told you that the river was me? Surrendering to Christ is no easy task, no matter who you are. We have to set aside the pride that keeps us from God and embrace who we are while keeping our eyes open to who God actually is. That he's the lover of mankind and is merciful. We have to give to the Lord whatever we've done, said, or thought, no matter what it is, and humble ourselves. The saint suffers disappointment, pain, and betrayal, and hurt, and even death, and says, I surrender. The saint knows that following Jesus demands sacrifice and honesty and vulnerability and conflict and a lifetime dedicated to loving others. We might really want a life of ease and comfort. That's probably the disease. Maybe the disease is anxiety in America or the world or whatever right now, but I think maybe it's really... Not anxiety, I mean, we're all anxious and stuff, but maybe it's just comfort. Like, that's the actual disease. We want comfort all the time. Uh, everywhere we go, all the time, you know? Everything has to work, everything's gotta be comfortable. The Lord knows, and is calling us to the spiritual life, which is acquiring the Holy Spirit, which is in prayer, and fasting, and confession, and the liturgy, acquiring the Holy Spirit, and the Lord, 
yeah, I think you need to keep in mind in the, in the dream, and again, it's, it's not scripture, but it sounds right to me, that we're trying to get out of the water because the water's trying to kill us, and the Lord's like, I am the water. I'm trying to kill you, <laughs> you know? I'm trying to change you. I want to break that heart. Let it be broken. Give up your life. Give it up. Sacrifice yourself. Love others as I have loved you. There's no greater love than we have than that is from the Father, who just really just loves us, can't help himself. And he asks us to stand before him, admit what we've done, who we are. He forgives us, and he says, pass it on. Just, just let everybody off the hook. Forgive. You know, which means you're going to lose a little. And you might be uncomfortable. This is, this is the word today. It's incredible. I'm so glad it came up. I'm so glad a, a brother priest of mine texted me last night late, like when I was going to bed, and said, what was that story about the river thing, the guy in the pool handle? I'm like, yes, thank you, Father Jeremiah Bolman, you know? I'm gonna have to tell him to watch this if the video works out. <laughs> thank you, Father Jeremiah. I'm like, that's it, you know? I... <clears throat> want you to know when you are called to confession, I'm going to end with this. When you're called to confession, I'm not bored trying to figure out what to do with my time. I'm trying to call you to this. I want you to come because this is so good because it's so good. Some of you never come to confession. Some of you have in your mind you're supposed to come once a year. I have no idea how you think that. Because the minimum would be four times a year, which is way too, way too few. The minimum would be once every fasting season. And you guys let me off the hook during the Dormition fast. I, I heard lots of confessions, but not nearly. I'm calling you to stand before the Lord and to confess your sins. And to do it more than once a year, to do it more than four times a year. You should do it every time you need to. That's it. Like, no black and white legalism. I need to go to confession. That's it. Not like, well, it's not the fourth quarter of the year. I go on the, you know, whatever. I only go during Lent for some reason, period. The Lord is standing there. The good king is standing there. He wants to hear that you owe him 60 million bucks so he can forgive you. <laughs> it's incredible. So don't shy away from the Lord. Stand before that open door to your heart, looking out over the vast landscape that is your soul, that is more spacious than the heavens. Absolutely. The Lord takes residence there the way he took residence in the mother of God so she could birth him into the world. And we call that icon of the mother of God more spacious than the heavens. Why? Because she contained God the word. She said yes to Christ in her life. He came into her life and she gave birth to him. We are no different than the mother of God, except she's actually holy <laughs> and chosen in a unique way. So we're different a little bit. But she's human. Human. Not extra duper human. Not super duper human. Just human. Which means more spacious than the heavens. Looking out over that soul of ours to see what's there. Whatever we've tried to bury and hide from our childhood or college years, young adult, whatever it might be, the Lord is saying, pick it up, stand before me, and bring it. 
I'll take it and change it up. I'll forgive you. That's the good news. In the name of the Father.